Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Show. Again, Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. You can head over there, get involved in the chat uh, during the show. We always got some interesting stuff over there on the page. And um, during Monday Night Raw, we'll have a chat as well going on the page throughout Monday Night Raw. So you can head over there now, get involved in the show chat. Um, and then later on, we'll have the Monday Night Raw chat uh, throughout Monday Night Raw. Check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at the Ken Reedy Show, again, at The Ken Reedy Show is our Twitter handle. And as always, you can catch us on thekenreedyshow.com. Best thing we want, though, we want to hear from you guys. we got lots of stuff to talk about, and you guys make this show go around. So give us a call, 347-838-9815. That is the number to call. Exciting times for us here at The Ken Reedy Show as a... Uh, you know, technology, and, and, you know, we evolve, and we network, and we try to do some cool and interesting things. Uh, you know, check out, go right now. We, we got this cool project going, 1640PWPR. Again, 1640PWPR. It's uh, Just think of it as like a pro wrestling radio station. That's essentially what it is. And uh, you can check that out on Facebook. We got a Facebook fan page um, for 1640. But also, man, like, we got... A bunch of different uh, podcasts and shows. We got this show on there. Uh, King Firehawk is involved. Uh, Mr. Trivia and the Top Rope Report involved. And so we're putting them all in one place so you can listen to a bunch of different shows at the same place. So you can go right now, right now. You can go to iTunes, 
subscribe for free, 1640 PWPR. Again, just put that in your search browser there, put it in there, 1640 PWPR. It pops up, and you can subscribe to 1640, so you can get all these great pro wrestling podcasts. And to that end, we are embarking right now on a talent search. That's right, a talent search. We want to add, we want this to be the greatest, the best resource for wrestling shows and podcasts and what have you. So if you're interested in doing a, doing a podcast, doing a, a, a call-in show, doing a live show, maybe you want to blog, uh, if you have any interest in doing any of these things for 1640, you can message me, message Firehawk, message us on the 1640 Facebook page. But we are embarking right now on a significant talent search because we really want to beef up uh, this page and this program. So we're really excited to get that uh, going. So, again, that's 1640 PWPR. Get on board on the 1640 talent search. As we get into this, we got a lot of stuff to talk about in this wonderful world of pro wrestling. And I just wouldn't be able to do it without my tag team partners on the line all the way. From beautiful, sunny Connecticut, Dave on the line. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Tonight, I dropped Rosenbombs on the KenReedyShow.com. Let's get right to the heart of what we've been wanting to talk about for days now. Let's, uh, I'm, I can't wait any longer. Let's do it. If, yeah, we got to get into it. Before I get into that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to make you wait just a, slight, a little bit longer. Uh, got to okay. put out congratulations. Uh, you know, we try to hit as many aspects of pro wrestling as possible. Um, the indie scene uh, around uh, North Jersey, it, it's, it's, it's rich. Um, it just keeps growing, and uh, we like, you know, being involved in the independent scene. Uh, Pro Wrestling Magic had a great show uh, this past weekend, their debut show. H- heard a lot of great things about Pro Wrestling Magic, so be sure next time they come around. I believe their next show is May 16th. I think that's their next show. Um, so be sure to check out Pro Wrestling Magic. Heard they did a great show. And, you know, interestingly enough, I, I was planning on going to Pro Wrestling Magic, but again, to break kayfabe, there is a, a relationship of sorts going on between me and our producer, Michelle. Um, we're a bit of an item. So, uh, Ooh. It, yeah. So it turns out, um, you know, out of the blue, uh, because, you know, it's one of those things, it, it's a teaching technique. You got you to keep the students on the toes. Um, Michelle wound up getting booked uh, for the IWF show Saturday night, so essentially her first matchup as uh, she was involved uh, in a six-person tag match. I unfortunately came up on the losing end, uh, but it was her first match nonetheless, so congratulations to uh, our producer, Michelle, uh, on her first wrestling match uh, for, for IWF. It was a you know, and that was a that was a fun show. Uh, it was interesting, Dave. You know, it, it's you know you you know you're at an independent show when there's a guy on the card named Doctor Hertz and uh, coming down the ring to the ring and all scrubs and everything. So it's like, you know, it's like one of those things where you're like, yeah, it's an indie show, but you know, dude's not bad in the ring. Uh, you know, some fun stuff. There's also a guy from uh, uh, up to no good Texas. So some fun, <laughs> you know. It's, some fun independent stuff at uh, the IWF show, but uh, nonetheless, congratulations to uh, Michelle, who they, they went with the diva thing. They just, uh, Michelle had no last name or anything. She was just Michelle. So uh, there you go. Congratulations. So congratulations to both great friends of the show. Uh, 
Steve on um, Pro Wrestling is Magic and Pro Wrestling Magic, sorry, and uh, Michelle on her first match. Congratulations to you two. And as we we talk about that, and we come flying out of uh, the positivity into uh, us getting ready to uh, rant away um, in response to uh, someone else's rant. Uh, one Philip Brooks, as uh, you may know him as CM Punk, and this you know. I think for a lot of wrestling fans who who read this and read the whole article, um, you know that it 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 hurts. It hurts as a wrestling fan. It really, um, you know, it, it just it it just angers you as a fan that you know it's everything you don't want to hear, um, kind of thrown back in your face. And and for those of you who didn't read it, and I'm not going to read the whole article, but there was part of it, and I wanted to read it just so it's like. Definitively, the quote is out there as we we talk. But the one part of of this interview that really got under my skin was when all right, SI asks, "Was there one catalyzing moment? You know, I want to fight MMA." CM Punk responds, "I'd say there were a lot of moments. I'd accomplished pretty much all I wanted." I was getting tired of being on the road, tired of getting beat up. Most of the reasons had to do with my health, like getting knee surgery and then being told, quote, you need to be in the ring in three weeks. I'm like, that's great. I can suck it up and be the tough guy, but wouldn't it be smarter to give me six weeks? Stuff like that. Again, it's so cutthroat and political backstage. I always felt like I was fighting. I'd much rather just lock the cage door and really fight it out. To which SI responds, not a lot of gray area in MMA. Where Punk says, exactly. In pro wrestling, it's fake. People always get offended by that word. No, we like to say it's predetermined. For whatever reason, people get angry at fake. Predetermined eases the blow. It's fake. At the end of the day, it doesn't really mean anything. So after a while, it was, let's just really fight and see what happens, now I get to. And for me, and I know Dave's chomping at the bit, so I'm going to let you get to this in a minute. That, that was the part of the, the interview that really got to me. Um, you know, beforehand, before all this happened, you know, Sam Punk claimed to be this huge wrestling fan, claimed to love wrestling. And look, it is. Calling wrestling, calling anything fake, calling a person fake, calling someone's boobs fake, um, any fake is usually an insult. All right, let's just put that out there right away. Fake is usually an insult, and pro wrestling fans, you know, we're always fighting to defend our fandom. We're always fighting to to just say, look, even if it's not your cup of tea, could you just leave us alone because we like it? And 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 that insult of, of calling it fake, um, I, I just I, I'm so disgusted with the fact that he would take a shot like that. Not at the, now it's not at the WWE. The shot is not at the WWE and their practices and their policies and how they handle things. No, now it's at pro wrestling. It is, at, it is, it is an insult to, to ROH, to TNA, to WWE, to, to pro wrestling magic, to IWF. Anyone who is involved in pro wrestling, he insulted you and all fans by saying it was fake. I, I just, as a fan and as someone, look, I was never a big punk fan fan but i thought he was he was talented he did some stuff really well um it's like he's purposely taking a shot 
at wrestling fans and the whole industry of wrestling. And personally, I find it very ironic that he is still pissing and moaning about injuries and being banged up and thinks that he can enter the world of MMA and it's not going to be as bad, if not worse. I, I don't understand this guy. This guy needs to get over it. Just stop. I mean, you left, you went to MMA, good for you. Stop it. We don't want to hear you complaining and pissing and moaning anymore. It's, it's just gotten absurd. Talk about your MMA career. Talk about how excited you are to get in the cage. Enough taking shots at the WWE, at pro wrestling, and at pro wrestling fans. Dave, I know you're dying. Give us some, some of your take on this interview. Well, first of all, I just want to say to those of you who are new to this show, who have subscribed on iTunes for free to 1640's Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network, where you can hear this show, the Ken Reedy Show right now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a disclaimer. We're not big CM Punk fans over here at the Ken Reedy Show, okay? But we're not taking away the man's talent and what he contributed to the wrestling business. He had a strong following. He was very talented. And the things that are about to come out of my mouth are about him as a person and the things that he has said, not his actual talent as a professional wrestler and as a performer. So I just want to get that out there. Now, with that being said, here's my take on the situation. Like you, Ken, it's a, it, I, I was, it, it was, it stung, you know, when he used the word phony, okay? It's a huge slap in the face to the industry that set him up for life financially and catapulted him to a new career. It's also a huge slap in the face to anyone who's put their lives on the line being in the wrestling business. And it's especially disparaging to those he's worked with so closely because he felt so strongly about the business, as he has mentioned in his DVD, not to mention the business offered him the opportunity to meet his now-wife, retired WWE star, A.J. Lee. He just shit on the paying customer who helped make him rich and famous, as well as the company who got behind him, despite how he feels about that reality. And you know, the other thing, too, it really blows me away that he felt so strongly about the industry, and he now has this change in perspective and feels the need to air it out. Sounds like to me it's another case of him talking out of both sides of his mouth. Or he's trying to piss off his own fan base in hopes they pay to see him get his clock clean in his first bout in MMA. And you have to think his remarks about this phony sport can't sit well with his former colleagues unless they know he's just trying to sell tickets to his MMA fight. But to me, it's just mind-boggling. And if it's so phony, then why did he bitch and complain on Colt Cabana's podcast and practically drag the WWE doctor's name through the mud, complaining that he wasn't properly looked at for his injuries he sustained in what he likes to call it phony wrestling, the industry that provided him with a good living? If it's so phony, then why is he receiving royalty checks for a t-shirt deal he's agreed to with ProWrestlingTees.com? That phony sport provided you, CM Punk, with the opportunity to get that kind of deal. Now, I know we never say never in this industry, but this is a big blow to any possibility of him coming back years down the road. Maybe he's doing this not to be seen as a pro wrestler anymore and is trying to establish himself firmly in the world of MMA. Who knows? But, dude, he needs to get over it. The bottom line here, to end my feelings on this matter, that no matter what he does, he will always be associated with wrestling in the eyes of the public. 
as much as he wants to play down his wrestling background now and shit all over it, if he's successful in UFC and in the world of MMA and the wrestling business and WWE, they win too. They are successful. As much as he won't like that or care to admit that, it's a fact. End of discussion. I'm done talking about that prick. Yeah, it, it's just it's it's really disheartening, and it's also the timing. I mean, you're talking. All right, so he does this interview, and and it's posted uh, April 10th. You're talking, and you put you brought up an excellent point. I mean, this is an industry that says that literally, and and you see it. You know, you're literally putting your life on the line in in, in a wrestling match. You know, and, and I'm not saying look. Football players do it, you know, MMA guys as well. I'm not saying it's exclusive to pro wrestlers. Um, it, but it's just less than a month. I mean, March 21st of this year, you had a death in a wrestling ring. Pedro Aguayo Jr., you know, passes away from injuries sustained in a wrestling match. And... You know, less than a month, less than a month after that, UFC and Punk, who who gets you know interviewed by by Sports Illustrated, and and decides to use the word fake and phony, and 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 you know it just it it just it it sits so poorly with me, um, and it just comes off as you know sour grapes and and. Uh, you know, that he just, you know, he never got his, his, you know, last match at WrestleMania. And he is still, like, you know, pounding that dead horse. And, it, you know, it's almost like with Sam Punk, it's like he's just, uh, you know, it's almost like he's a glutton for, like, the spotlight. And he needs it. And so it's, all right, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I left the WWE. And, and you know what? The WWE didn't collapse. It didn't collapse. It didn't end. It went on without Sam Punk. Slim Punk's got to do like his little podcast with his buddy and, and throw out all these accusations and put the so So again, Sam Punk is in the spotlight. And then, you know, maybe fades away a little bit. Now he comes in and does a Sports Illustrated interview. It's like he just needs to be in the spotlight. And I don't, it's just so disheartening because it's, it's one of those things, you know, Andrew Anderson, who's been on the show before, um, who's uh, – you know, I mean, he bleeds the business. He's one of those guys, and he's a veteran, and he's a unique guy because he's like an independent veteran. I mean, he's he's really he's made a career on the independent scene. Um, you know, he does a lot of these shows. He does, uh, you know, he wrestles the legends. Um, you know, and he's he's good friends with uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and uh, you know, a lot of the shows that he's on, if they get a legend, um, you know, Anderson's almost like putting the ring to, to take care of him, and. Uh, you know, Anderson has a movie coming out that he's been working on for a while where he referred to uh, pro wrestling as a fraternity, as a brotherhood. That, uh, you know, once you are involved in some way, shape, or form, and especially when you you get into the ring and you engage in a pro wrestling match, you're, you're part of that brotherhood. You're part of that fraternity. You're, you're part of something that... Look, it's not to say you're not going to have guys that you like and don't like, but it's it's you respect the business. You respect, um, you know, who came before you and who's going to come after you. You respect the guys who were in the locker room, the guys who are in the locker room now. They're your brothers. Um, the, the fact that, like, he would take a pop shot like that at, at the industry, 
is is so disappointing. It's just you just wouldn't even expect it. I mean, there are guys that like you know I'm a fan of, and guys that I'm not a fan of. I mean, that's that's what wrestling is all about. That's that's what entertainment is all about. Some guys are going to resonate with you, and some guys aren't. And like you said, Dave, total disclaimer: the two of us just respect the hell out of what Punk could do in the ring. Um, but he just he wasn't the guy that that resonated with us. So, so be it. That that's the nature of the the, the beast. Um, and and I'm okay with you know you, you always have controversy, especially in pro wrestling. Guys who don't like other guys, guys who who do shoot interviews and talk. But you never hear anyone taking a shot at the business, taking a shot at, at what it is and and. You know, I'm like, it's funny, Dave, because, you know, I'm I'm taking this more, like, almost, like, more personally and, like, as, as a fan. Like, it's just really a kick in the face as, as wrestling fans. But, you know, your points to, like, the economics of it, too. I mean, you're, you don't have to work another day in your life because of what pro wrestling gave you. And, and now you're, you're bad-mouthing it. It's just, it, it, it's just, it's so distasteful. It's so, you know, I, I mean, recently I just watched... Uh, and it's really good. Highly recommend. But I watched Sheik, uh, the Iron Sheik documentary that they just recently added uh, on Netflix. Um, very good. But, man, you watch, like, the Iron Sheik walk, and, and you, you almost want to cry. I, I mean, that guy gave his body to the business, and, and he can hardly walk. And you look at, you know, some of these guys, uh, you know, the, the veterans, the legends that, uh, you know, the the, the – the broken. I mean, his his ankle. Like they they had a scene where he took a shoe off, and it's like, oh my! Like, how do you live with that? Um, and, and when you see these guys that that you know really broke their bodies, literally broke their bodies uh, for for fans' entertainment, uh, for for him to come out and call it fake and fo- it's just it, it's an absolute disgrace, and, and and it's really really done in poor taste, and I. I'm really shocked because he did, you know, say, uh, you know, talk a lot about how much he loved pro wrestling and, and how much he adored the business. And, uh, you know, to me, I, you know, you guys who, and I know there are a lot of fans out there that are very passionate about CM Punk. Um, you know, I'm saying if, if he comes out and says pro wrestling is fake, it's a shot at everything. It's a shot at everything. So he's not like saying, oh, I like, that's a shot at ROH. You know, that, that's a shot at everyone. That's, that's a shot at Aguayo who died in the ring. It's a shot at the WWE, obviously. It, it, it really is just a, an absolute blatant attack on anyone who's been involved in it. And I just, you know, it, it just, Dave, it went from being something that was, you know, all right, he's not happy, he's pissed off, he left on bad terms, to something that just, I, I don't know, it's just really distasteful. And I, you know, honestly, I hate to say it, but I, I kind of I want to see him get his ass kicked. And, and hopefully he retires after, like, one really bad ass whooping, and, and we just don't have to hear from him again. Now, here's, here's another take on it that, I, that I've, you know, thought about as you've been talking and as I've been, you know, the, the notes I took or earlier today to prepare for this, you know, segment on the show. He tries so hard in, in most interviews and just his personality itself of being, like, anti-establishment bucking the system, you know, kind of going against the grain and and to the point where it doesn't it doesn't come his attitude doesn't come off natural. It's almost like he's trying to prove to the audience that he's that much different than everybody else in this world. And it seems like he he, he try he goes out of his way to be a prick, you know. 
when he announced he was going to join UFC, um, he was on Off the Record on, on TSN, which is um, out of Canada. And Michael Landsberg is the host. Michael Landsberg has covered wrestling for, you know, the last 20-some-odd years. And he's had a lot of WWE talent, just guys, every name in the business you could think of has been on his show. And Punk was on his show. And Punk was via satellite in New York City doing a press tour right that, that week that he announced that he was going to be entering the world of mixed martial arts. And Landsberg asked him a simple question, and Punk started off the interview um, I don't have it verbatim word for word, but started off the interview with, um, oh, now you want to be nice to me, uh, but that time you saw me in such and such town, you you, you said I big leagued you. Uh, you know, am, am I big leaguing you now by coming on your show or something? Like he started off the interview just really bad. Like you know, it's like he needed to get that out there that you know I, I don't like you and and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a dick on your show sort of thing. And that's just the vibe that came off for me. And so when he when he tries so hard to be anti-establishment, here's what he does. He does two things. One, he just makes me not like him anymore. Okay. And secondly. When he talks about, like, his disdain for pro wrestling and the phoniness of it and being fake and this, that, and the other, like we said earlier, it's a slap in the face to the to the fans, to the guys he's worked with, and to the industry as a whole. And when he does that, he comes across like almost like he's sm- He tries to come across like he's almost smarter than everybody else. Like, see, I got out, and look what's happened. Now I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to be successful at this, as opposed to staying in that phony wrestling world where it's brainwashing everybody else that's involved. That's just how it comes across to me. He may not think that way, but that's, that's the vibe that I get from him. And to me, it makes himself look stupid at the same time because for a long time you professed it being the best in this phony wrestling world and you, you, you were obsessed with, with you know, having a pivotal role um, in this phony wrestling world that, that, that now you're looking down upon, you know, what, were you truly, genuinely a fan of the business before? Or is this just, you know, you're, you're bitter and your hatred towards a company that you didn't see eye-to-eye with that this is why this behavior is coming out? I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, and I don't care to understand it, really, to be perfectly honest with you. But to me, like, it's, it's left a bad taste. I was looking at message boards today on Facebook, you know, all these discussion threads on some of these, you know, wrestling sites on Facebook and the discussion groups. And a lot of people, they still drink his Kool-Aid, man. They like, they're like, oh, well, he's right, it is fake. And, you know, but don't you realize, like, he's slapping, he's, he's disrespecting the, the, the people that he's worked with, the people that came before him, the people that have paid money. So he's basically saying, yeah, I got your money. You paid money to see me. I got your money now in this phony world. I fooled you. Ha, ha, ha. That's how, and and the, the people they don't realize that. To me, that's just it's it's mind-boggling. And some of these fans, like everyone's entitled to their opinion, but holy cow, when it's right in front of your face and how disrespectful he is to the business as a whole, including this audience, and you sit there and you're like, yeah, oh, that's cool. He's entitled to his opinion. He can say whatever he wants, which he can. But he's basically gone out of his way to disrespect his own fan base. Now, with that being said, with all that you know, everything I just mentioned there. There's a strong possibility that this is him just trying to troll the Internet, try to stir things up. Like you said, keep himself in the spotlight. Maybe he's doing this to ruffle some feathers. Maybe this is his way, like I said, of trying to sell tickets for his first MMA bout in hopes that you and me shell out 50 bucks to watch it on pay-per-view to see a mixed martial artist who's 
probably more experienced than him, kick his ass and send him into retirement, and we'll never see him from MMA again. And if that's the case, it's a smart move. But at the same time, he's also going about it the wrong way. He's kind of bringing that pro wrestling element into MMA with the entertainment and the promo aspect of the business, bringing it in and trying to sell tickets. Because let's face it, other than Ronda Rousey and maybe John's Bones Jones, there's nobody else in UFC that can sell tickets. And Punk is probably the next one in line. He could probably be the third highest draw for that company just because of his wrestling fan base alone. So he better not alienate himself too much from the wrestling business because he's going to need that in order to be successful in MMA. The one thing that I find interesting, though, with that is, like, number one, and, and, that, and I get that, that maybe it's, it's to try and sell tickets. I don't know if that necessarily works. I think, like, you, you know, he wants to be, you know, like, Sam Punk's one of those guys that, like, would have no problem telling you that he's the smartest guy in the room. Um, you know, I don't know. Are more people going to buy this pay-per-view or make sure they watch his fight because of what he said? I mean, in all honesty, I mean, I guess I was going to get it anyway. I wanted to see it anyway. Um, So this this interview, to me, is not going to affect uh, me in the least. Let let me step in here for just one second, my final point. You say say that, you know, is, is his, you know, is, is his trash talking, whatever, is it going to affect ticket sales? And are people going to buy it? Yes, absolutely. Why? Based on the simple fact that Brock Lesnar left wrestling and left WWE and didn't say a word, and then he went over to MMA, and how many people bought pay-per-views to see somebody kick his ass? I could name a bunch of pro wrestlers that went to go see him and watch you know, his fights in hopes that he would get his ass kicked because he turned his back on the wrestling business at one time. Punk... He walked away, but now he's walking away with sour grapes, and he's and he's kicking dirt in the face of the in, of the wrestling industry on his way out the door. And you bet your ass, people are going to pay money to want to see him get his ass kicked because of the things he's saying, and because he walked away from the business. Yeah, see, I'm saying for me, it's, it doesn't affect me either way. Um, you know, like I said, I'm just I'm uh, I'm kind of tired of it. And though you know, my final thought with with him and what he said, you know. Um, like you said, I mean, loves to portray himself as this uh, nonconformist, uh, you know, again, smartest guy in the room. Uh, he's, he's different. He thinks differently. Well, you know what? I mean, you can't be more of a conformist than to be a guy who comes out and says wrestling's fake. That's just the, the yeah. utmost of conformity. Uh, everyone says it. I've heard it. I mean, Jesus, you know, as a wrestling fan, I mean, if you're, and, and Dave, you could you could attest to this, I mean, the minute you meet somebody who's not a wrestling fan and you say that you are a wrestling fan, that's usually the first thing they say to you, uh, you know, that you know it's fake, right? Um, so, I mean, congratulations. Mr. Nonconformist, uh, you just said the most... Uh, you basically gave the most conformist quote uh, in the history of, of pro wrestling. So good for you. Three four seven eight three nine eight one five. That is the number to call. You want to talk about CM Punk? You got reactions to uh, what he uh, said, or you want to just get into what we're going to see for Monday Night Raw tonight? Uh, we got lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, but first off, right now it is that time. It happens every single week at this time. It's time for the Day Five Fifty Fifty News Report. 
Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Dave 5550 News Report, heard at the top of the hour every single Monday night here on the Ken Reedy Show, brought to you by 1640 Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network. Our first story this week, I reported recently, as a matter of fact, if you go to 1640 Pro Wrestling Podcast right now, you can listen to my thoughts as well as the debut of the Dave 5 News Report on the King Firehawks show just days prior to WrestleMania 30. I reported on potential issues between WWE and Stone Cold Steve Austin, stemming from a rumor regarding his status for WrestleMania 31 weekend. Austin went on his podcast last week and put all the rumors to rest. He said he was not scheduled to be in town for WrestleMania 31 festivities and did not have a role on the show and stated those rumors were completely false. Austin also revealed that, yes, he did turn down the tough enough hosting duties due to a conflict in his schedule with filming of Country Music Channel's Redneck Island. But he did not. But he did make it very clear that there is no heat between him and WWE whatsoever, and he looks forward to working with them in the near future. And if I can quote Stone Cold Steve Austin by saying, when, when WWE and Stone Cold Steve Austin get together, it's gangbusters. Which now brings me to my next story, the second story. As Austin put one rumor to bed, another resurfaced as several wrestling media entities reported that Chris Jericho was in the running to host Tough Enough. Jericho quickly addressed that on his podcast last week by saying he had no talks with WWE about the possibility of hosting the show. But as we all know, Jericho has been known to troll the audience. What we can tell you, as far as Tough Enough goes, that the show will return in June on the USA Network and will be taped concurrently as it airs, as opposed to being taped months in advance. The show will also feature several live elements, possibly fan voting, which is still being discussed, along with live segments from the USA Network, WWE Network, and throughout all WWE social media accounts. Our third story this week... According to ProWrestlingInsider.com, a new report has surfaced that there is growing tension in the TNA locker room as several talents anonymously have come forward to ProWrestlingInsider.com stating that the company is yet again behind on payroll. Some wrestlers are claiming late paychecks for two pay periods, while others have indicated that they are still waiting for pay all the way back to February. The issue seems to stem from the parent company, Panda Energy, who recently relocated their offices and shut down the department responsible for TNA's payroll. The current schedule seems to be another subject of frustration among talent. TNA has been running television tapings only since the move to Destination America. The talk in the locker room is that the company plans to get back to pay-per-view with their Slammiversary pay-per-view in June and running limited live events over the summer. But with that uncertainty, currently standing, most of the roster has worked the indie scene as a necessity just to make a consistent living. And on the flip side, there's actually some good news for TNA Wrestling as fans over for, and for fans overseas. As the V2 Wrestling Podcast reports that TNA will announce touring plans for China and India really soon. The deal is waiting to be signed. As for a tour for both countries is set to take place in late 2015. Excuse me. 
The company is allegedly close to inking a deal to tour Australia as well, but no timetable has been discussed for that particular tour at this time. And our final story this week, some other good news for TNA Wrestling, you could say, as several reports out now state that former WWE star and dear friend of yours truly, The Hurricane, Shane Helms, is working for TNA as an agent and producer. Helms reportedly started with the company at last month's Impact tapings from Orlando, Florida. I attempted to reach Hurricane Shane Helms to see if this was a full-time role, but at this time I did not see, receive a reply. And there you have it. That was the Day 5 50 News update. Only heard at the top of the hour every single Monday night right here on the Ken Reedy Show. Brought to you by 1640's Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network. Where if you go there right now, you can find out where you can hear other shows such as the King Firehawk Show and the Top Rope News Report. Also, tune in, check out iTunes, sign up for free at 1640 Podcast, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network, where you can hear all archived shows of the Ken Reedy Show, the Top Rope Report, and the King Firehawk Show. And don't forget, like Ken said, if you are seeking on-air talent with this revolutionary Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, then tune in to this show, the King Firehawk Show, and the Top Rope Report for all information. Send your inquiries to 1640 Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio. Message Ken, message Pat Crowley, and get in on this revolutionary Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Ken, take it away. So exciting. Here's how we talk about 1640. I'm, I'm, I'm actually pumped. Like, I, you know, I'm looking forward to... Uh, you know, really getting it going. I mean, it's it's still, you know, it's it's building, but uh, to kind of have this uh, almost like a wrestling radio station. And, uh, you know, it's cool. Like, producer Michelle is uh, blogging now on her experiences of, uh, you know, getting into the, the wrestling business and uh, her, you know, her fledgling, you know, beginning stages of being in the business. So, uh, you know, looking forward to just having, you know, a lot of, new and interesting takes on, on pro wrestling. And, and the one thing I like about this, Dave, is, you know, like we said, and we, we come at, like, the CM Punk issue from a certain place, and, you know, we weren't the biggest fans. But, uh, you know, it's a place where you can come to the website, and, and you know, I'm sure there's going to be uh, people with maybe a different take on it. So it's, it's not like, you know, you got to surf around to go to everybody's different websites. Just subscribe to the 1640 PWPR and iTunes, and uh, you know you'll get all the archive shows there. So it's uh, pretty excited about that. But let's let's go out to the phones now. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. Whatever you guys want to talk about, let's bring it. And we got Anthony on the line. Anthony, how you doing this evening? Aaron, how you doing, guys? Doing all right. What's up? Well, uh, <clears throat> I want to touch on the CM Punk thing, but uh, I also wanted to bring up some indie stuff too, if that's okay. Um, went to a went to a pretty good show this weekend, Northeast Wrestling, uh, in Danbury, Connecticut. Uh, I got to see uh, Roller Animal, which is pretty cool. Uh, Alberto El Patron, formerly known as Del Rio, got to see him wrestle Matt Taven, which is cool. Man, that match should have been on pay per view. Other than the finish, but you know, it's one of those things. But the match was uh, outstanding. You know, we talked about with Sky. Uh, you know, a bunch of a bunch of different guys. We had a we had a really good time with that. And um, you know, previous to WrestleMania we uh we went up to uh Drakkett, Massachusetts, we saw Chaotic Wrestling, 
Cool Fury 14. There was a bunch of guys who were doing a lot of dark stuff for ROH on that card. You know, uh, Donovan Dijak, Mikey Webb, you know, to name a few. And uh, a lot of the uh, New England guys who actually make it to ROH come through Chaotic, and that show was phenomenal. We went to this show in Providence for XWA, which was even better. Um, I likened it to one of my uh, favorite, you know, Northeast Wrestling Destiny shows, which were going to one of those Saturday. But it was just one of those kind of small, intimate venue, you know, maybe three, 400 fans just tearing the roof off the place and, you know, the, the guys worked and it was just had a really great time. And, you know, when the, going around to all these indie shows I've been going to and I would say in the last year and a half, like, I've gotten much more into indie wrestling than I ever was in the past. And I'm probably more into it than I'm even into WWE at this point. But when, when it comes to a guy like Punk, it is, I just don't get it. And the reason being is, you know, he he's not The Rock. He's not John Cena or Randy Orton, you know, guys who, you know, kind of paved their way through the WWE altogether, had family in the WWE, fathers, grandfathers, whatever it is. You know, this guy came from the indie scene. He went to Ring of Honor. Uh, I didn't see it live, but I've seen tape of it. The guy was practically crying when he left Ring of Honor. And then you scratch and claw to get your way into a company that allegedly didn't want you with the help of a guy like Paul Heyman or whoever. And then you just turn into this, like, unbelievable, like, you've been a superstar your whole life asshole. I I, I don't get it. I I liken it to a guy I used to work for who was kind of like a self-made millionaire who, you know, the time I was working for him, I was probably 25. When he was my age, he was doing the same thing I was doing, scratching and clawing, trying to make a living. And then he's a 40-year-old millionaire and he was just a cheap, just a jerk, just kind of someone who forgot where they came from. And I think Punk's the same way. And I really don't think he says this stuff to draw heat to his fight. I think he honestly believes it. Because he took shots at MMA fans in that. I read that whole interview. He took shots at MMA fans. If you don't believe in me, don't watch me fight. This kind of thing. You know, if I'm Dana White, and I know Dana White has a lot to say, and he's kind of like a no-filter guy too, but I think the last thing you have the UFC president would want people telling, you know, their fans is to not watch. I mean, I know enough about MMA to know that their their pay-per-view buys aren't what they were, you know, when the Lesners and the Chuck Liddells and Peter Ortiz's were in their prime and Randy Couture, you know, their pay-per-view buys were a lot higher than they are now. And I don't think you want a guy who, you know, like they brought up a good point. There's probably Ronda, maybe two other guys, Punk could probably outsell all of them just based on the fact that a large portion of wrestling fans are going to tune in. And to tell everybody basically, F you don't watch me if you don't want to see it, and talk about how, well, he's at a point in his life because he has enough money where he can drive an hour and a half to go train, and he doesn't have to travel. That is his traveling, and that's great for him. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how'd you, how'd you get to that point? You got to that point because of wrestling, because of wrestling fans. And, yeah, he put in the hard work. You can't take that away from him. But to just continually take shots and call it fake. You know, I I went to that, that indie show on a, on a Sunday afternoon. That fake word kills me because I was standing outside when every single when every single one of the wrestlers walked in. 
and, you know, kind of who's limping, who's kind of walking gingerly. And then you see him coming out to the ring, you know, who was in a ladder match the night before, and you could see the bruises, you could see the marks on him. But yet, they put on a ridiculous match like A.R. Fox and J.T. Dunn, who both had marks on him from over the weekend, or both moving gingerly, got a standing ovation. I mean, I have a hard time calling that fake. You want to call it scripted, whatever. And for, for a guy who came from that, to say that is just mind-boggling to me. And to be honest with you, I'm at the point, I don't even want to watch him get his ass kicked. Because the only way to make your statement in this whole thing, and I'll probably be in the minority because I know everybody's going to watch it, I'm at the point where I'm just not going to watch him. I'm not going to watch him get his ass kicked. I'm definitely not going to watch him to cheer for him. I'm just not going to watch it. And to me, that's the way I can make my statement. I'll probably fall in deaf ears because I'm probably the only jerk who will do it. But that's the way I choose to deal with it. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. I mean, at what point? I mean, I know, you know, in the old adage, controversy creates cash, and maybe that's what he's doing. But at what point is there a bit of a backlash? It's like, you know... Even if he's doing this, you know what? I'm not going to watch. You know, I'm just not going to bother. You know, or I'll I'll try and find uh, an illegal feed, or uh, I'll, I'll watch highlights afterwards. Like I don't necessarily need. You know, if he just pisses off enough people, um, you know. And again, like like I said earlier, and you're bringing up the the independent stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's not like it, it it went away from being a shot at the WWE. When you say pro wrestling is fake, you you're insulting everybody. You know, and, and Dave, you know, you brought the point. I mean, it's interesting that, like, there's some wrestling fans that still defend him because it's everything. It's ROH. It's the, the indie scene. It's everything. Once you say pro wrestling is fake, you're blanketing uh, the, the industry. And, and I think all of us who have been a fan and, and wrestlers uh, as a whole, you know, that, that word fake is just so um, insulting, uh, you know, to, to say something like that. Again, you know, maybe he's trying to build a buzz uh to me going about it the wrong way um and and you know you bring up a good point you know when you're at these indie shows and dave you've been around them too you know and you see these guys coming into the arena limping and hobbling and uh you know some of them you know are making a couple bucks some are doing it for nothing just to, to get on a show and uh man i'm not gonna sit there and tell somebody who's who's doing that as they're like limping in and and you know, trying to prepare themselves that what they're going to do is fake. Yeah, I just, I, I can't, I, I, it just boggles my mind. I mean, I mean, I really don't even know what else to say about it. And, you know, part of it may be that when these guys spend a lot of time in the WWE, they just look at things different. I mean, you, I mean, you, you couldn't have more uh, of a contrast between guys when I was sitting there Saturday, uh, Friday night, it was, and I'm looking at Matt Hardy interacting with fans, he's standing up, he's laughing, he's hugging them, talking to them, you know, I'm so glad you came out, you know, even in his matches, interactions, the whole thing, and then I looked at Del Rio, and they've, they've seen this, because we saw him at the last show, just kind of sitting there, no facial expression, sending a text, it's kind of like, you know, back in the day, where when I used to, when I used to waste my time going to see those guys, to get an autograph for how you doing? Sign it, shake your hand, throw it, you know, throw it to the next person next to them, and that's it. You get, you know, five seconds, ten seconds with them. And I think some of these guys are staying in that mode, and I kind of see that with uh, with the real. I mean, he was he barely even got out of his chair. I mean, if he cracked his smile, it was nothing. I mean, don't get me wrong. When he got when he came out to perform, he put on a performance, and he 
at that part of it, no complaints. Uh, the last show he was at, he was injured, you know, so we really didn't see him work. And Ian Taven, like, can't even tell you, when I tell you it should have been on pay-per-view, it should have been. I'm, you know, I watched enough wrestling to know, and it was just absolutely outstanding. But as far as, like, the fan interaction, it's almost like, Jesus, I got to do this to make some extra money, you know? And a guy like Matt Hardy has been doing it all, for a long time. And I'll be honest with you, more people went to Matt Hardy and Mickey James than went to went to Del Rio because they were just you know really interacting and happy and all. You know, what, you know what's interesting about that, Tony? I'm sorry to cut you off, but you make you make a great point. I did see that. I got to meet Del Rio and very quick and signed it, kind of passed passed the the, the, the eight by ten along, and you know, like I said, barely cracked a smile. But you know, in his defense. And I'm not, you know, and this is just an educated yes on my part as far as he goes. Um, but for most of his career, he spent in Mexico wearing a mask where you don't have to show emotion. Your emotion is written on that mask. You know, he was a luchador for a long time. And granted, he spent four years in, in, in you know, America in the United States with the biggest wrestling company in the world from the United States, the WWE where he developed a, a heel persona. He's very old school. You, I've heard in interviews, uh, uh, some of the things he talks about, he's very, you know, old school with the business. He was brought up the old school way, you know, like his, you know, his father, Joe Cotter Sr. in Mexico, um, taught him a lot of the old school values that aren't really taught in today's wrestling business with the younger talent coming up. So, to me, he said, yes, but maybe his character, he's just playing the heel and just kind of, Really not like interacting with the with the with the fans, but he's making a buck off of it. You know, maybe he's just he's just trying to stay in character. He's kind of got that old school mentality. It's just a guess, but I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I do understand what you're saying in terms of like the interaction with the audience. You know, people pay to see you, and if you go and get an autograph, you go to take a picture and things like that. You know. You're not only just paying for that, but you're also paying for the experience of the two or three minutes that you get to interact with the person. So at least make some somewhat of an effort. And I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, no, and I don't, I don't want to totally take a shot at the guy because obviously I'm not in his head. And like I said, the, the main thing to me is when you're when you're out there performing. He totally did that. And to be honest with you, when I go to these shows, I most of the time I go up to the indie guys. Uh, I know fair amount of them now. I like to talk to them. You know, they say hello to me, the whole thing, and that, which is fine. But I look at it as, you know, these are the guys I, I personally would rather give them, give them a few bucks. And, you know, Jazz, you know, I, I go with her, and that's who she wants to see. So we, we see, see them too. But a funny story, I was, <laughs> I was actually, we were actually at the high sports table, and we we're looking at uh, DVDs. And I was kind of looking at some Ring of Honor stuff, like um, Young Bucks and Red Dragon, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll grab a DVD. So Jazz grabs a CM Punk ROH DVD, and it was probably like a day or two after I read that article. And Hello. when we go to wrestling shows, like, I, 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 I get her what she wants, whatever, T-shirts, whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me. But I was like, no, I'm not buying that. And she had this look at me, Daddy, you never say no to me. I, I, I refuse to buy it. That it was punk because it was CM Punk. I wouldn't buy it, even though it was ROH CM Punk. I was like, I'm not. I would refuse to spend a dime on anything that has that guy's name on it. To spend her social media privileges too while you're at it. <laughs> What's that? But I, so you what know, was again, that? 
I cut out for a second. He said to spend her uh, social media privileges as well. But uh, oh yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it just it's it's tough, man. And like like I said, that word. I mean, just the word, like using it. And and again, you know, maybe it it was to garner this sort of reaction. But you know, I mean, you could have come out. You could have done the same interview and just said, look, you know, pro wrestling is is predetermined and scripted, and I wanted to see, you know, what I could do. Uh, if I was you know, really challenged in, in a fight, and that's why I went to MMA. And you, you go and say that, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah. You know, the word fake, every wrestler and every wrestling fan, it's just like the highest insult uh, you, you can throw at. And, um, you know, like, like you said, Anthony, you know, I wonder if at some point there will be that backlash where it's like, you know what, like, he might be doing this to create controversy. Screw him. He's not important enough to me. I'm not even going to bother watching him in MMA. And hopefully at some point he just goes away. Remains to be seen. Uh, like I said, he, he, maybe he's got to keep doing these interviews because uh, he's too scared to actually uh, put down a date and, and let us know exactly <laughs> when, he, when he's going to fight. So good stuff as always, and Thanks a lot for the phone call. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Take care. Take it easy, brother. Thanks, Tony. Let's go back out of the phones. We have a 718 number. Caller, are you there? Who we got? Yes, yes, I am, ladies and gentlemen. It is me. You want to do my intro, or should we get to talking, baby? Oh, jeez. Well, you called you. You threw us off there, calling from a different number. How you doing, Mike? What's going on? Right. What do you got for us today? I've been very busy on my phone um, because uh, I'm trying to get my show up, um, so that's why I'm not using it right at the second. But um, I've been working with King Firehawk Pat all day, um, you know, me recording my first uh, ever show and uh, trying to get it out there. I'm going to join the family that um, King Firehawk oh, really? is um, putting together. Yes, I am, Dave. What a family we are. <laughs> Yes, you know, like the song said, we are family. And you know something? It is. I, I was on uh, the Top of the Report yesterday, and we were talking about that, um, how faith kicks in. You guys met King Firehawk. We all know the story. You guys met him at WrestleMania. I met him at a show with Magic. We went to a wrestling show, JAPW. We went to the show, and he was a vendor there. And we were talking a lot, you know, about wrestling, because you know me, I love wrestling, and I love to talk, so it's perfect, you know, so now, now, now the other night, because we're going to go into the independent, we're going to stick with it, I went to Pro Wrestling Magic, and I, you know, you guys all know the history there, so I don't have to get you guys on it, catch up on a history lesson with that, but I went there, and I'm talking to people, and they're like, you know, you should have your own show, and then I said, it's funny that you should say that. Because I'm working on a show, it's called Mike Solaro Speaks, and I gave you the, the I gave you what I wanted to do with the format, and you know you guys were just talking about CM Punk, and the last call Anthony, he's a friend of yours. I'll have Anthony on my show if Anthony wants to come on my show and 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 talk about you know CM Punk, that's fine, you know. Same thing with you, Ken. You're welcome to come on my show. I want to have you on my show, definitely. And Dave, you're welcome to come on my show as well. And, Thank um, you. You're welcome. I mean, you know, you guys are the best. You know, you guys are uh, what you guys do, and you know, and and I and I think it's it's going to work. I think the fam. I think you know what the key is. The key is is that we all met King Firehawk. Same thing with the top up report. That show is doing good. 
and it's going to continue to grow. We're going to, and it's going to expand into a, we're going to take pro wrestling by the throat because there's so much, you know, there's so much stuff we could do. But uh, we could talk about pro magic as wrestling. And um, you got questions, Ken or Dave, you ask. Go ahead. Well, actually, I'd like to know. Like you, you are, I mean, you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to get to uh, pro wrestling magic. But uh, what'd you think? How was the show? I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, what were your thoughts on the show? The show, top to bottom, was was great. Um, just it's just the talent alone that that these guys assembled. Um, it, it was just you know you had different people that you would, wouldn't you thought you would never see. We had, you know, you had old legends that, that I haven't seen in a while that were still uh, good. I'll just give you a couple of, of matches. Uh, the main event was great. It was for the ECWA championship. It was a uh, supposed to be a three-way match with Matt Saigon, Matt Sells, and Ricky Martinez. And there's a new wrestler, well, a wrestler new to, to me. His name is... Juan De Francisco Coordinado. And he is Ecuadorian. And he bought his way into the championship. That's right. The the new there's a there's a new um commissioner, so to speak. His name is Chad Adams. And Chad Adams took the money. You know how that goes. A lot of people want, would want to do it, and, uh, and he had to, you know, wants to do it. And also in the beginning of the show, there is a guy, we all know him, I know him, his name is Jimmy Noonan. I spoke to Jimmy about going on your show, too. He said he'll do your show, he'll do my show. For those of you who don't know who Jimmy Noonan is, he was in security, he worked security for the WWE for about eight years, and now he's doing movies. He was in Super Troopers, and now he's going to be in Super Troopers, too. And he's gonna, um, and and he spoke about pro wrestling magic as well. So now, so now we had that. That was your main event, and that was a great match. Matt Saigon is an excellent champion. He took on, he he took these guys by storm, just by storm. Matt Sells, excellent too. He's from Matt Atlanta, very good. Matt Atlanta, very good. Ricky Martinez, same deal, very good. And of course. Juan De Francisco Coronado, very, very good, very good wrestler as well. Also, we had Storm Force, <laughs> my buddy Steve Off, and his partner, uh, who's a Drip Lash, or Drip Lash, I'm probably going to get screamed at, but oh well, I'm going to shoot with this. Anyway, they took on a, on a, uh, a team called Moon Streak, and that match was great, and that match is for the Casamento. Uh, cup the semifinals and uh, and it was uh, and it was great. So Steve uh, Steve Off and um, Steve Off and uh, Hoos they uh, they go on to uh, to the next one, and then we have um, Glitz and Glamour, two two good wrestlers, two heels that took on Nunzio and Danny Doring. Great match. That everything was great up until they did the. The Ultimate Warrior Recruit finish, which was one of the grits and glamour, you know, grabs Nunzio and, and has these goals for a suplex. It grabs him, holds his feet, and the ref obviously didn't see nothing again. And uh, then there are your winners, and Danny and, and, and um, Danny and Nunzio lose. But then uh, 
But then Glitch and Glamour, they asked Glitch and Glamour for five more minutes. Glitch and Glamour says yes, and then they run out like punks. And that was it, and they ran up the, the stage. So now the stage is set. Um, it's going to be Glitch and Glamour versus Storm Force. Very cool. So, I mean, sounds like it was a great show. You know, I, again, I've heard that the uh, the next Pro Wrestling Magic show will be May 16th. So right. I'm hoping to uh, to be there uh, for that show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of positive stuff. So congratulations again to everyone involved. Yeah, no. involved uh, you know, and our buddy you Steve Ball for getting this off the ground. Uh, it sounds like uh, right. you had a good time. So, uh, you know, before yeah. we let you go, I just want to know uh, your take. You yeah. know, we're talking a lot about the CM Punk thing. Um, thoughts on, on Punk and, and his, his statements regarding pro wrestling and MMA and all that other good stuff? Yes. It's not, you guys were talking about, I heard your takes on it, I heard your friend's take on it, Anthony. To me, it's bitter. It's bitterness. And you know what? By saying wrestling's fake, you don't mean it. It's very bitter. And uh, and he'll come back from this. I mean, you know, hey, it's LeBron James, his jerseys will all burn. When he went to Cleveland, he said some derogatory remarks about Cleveland fans. But I know the worst thing you could say is wrestling's fake. Uh, John Stossel said it got slapped in the mouth. So, now my my take on it, he's better. Um, will this? Will he? They recover? Oh, uh, from it? Yeah, probably. He'll probably recover. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. Guess who I thought I ran into at the show? Who? I thought it was Bob Arian. There was a guy there. No, this this was scary stuff. There was a guy, right? And um, he looked just like Bob Arian. So I went up to him, and I said, hey, are you Bob Arian? And he went, no, I'm not Bob Arian. He goes, I said, well, you look just like him. He says, no, I'm not Bob Arian. He says, I don't even know who I am. No, I'm talking to the guy. The guy had no clue. So Magic was sitting there. Now, Magic had a hoodie. Magic went with me, but Magic went the hoodie. And he went in, in, in that's it. And nobody really recognized it was magic until they were trying to start with me because I was trying to get them, you know, starting with them. And then I was telling them, because they were yelling at me and telling me they were going to come get me. And I just pointed at magic. So this guy, anyways, this guy goes, I'm not him, I'm not him. The next thing I know, magic and I get ready to leave. We see that same guy. And we're driving home. And now I see helicopters are following me. So I don't know, you know, so that's it's a little weird for me, you know, it's like Twilight Zone things. I'm getting nervous. I see helicopters coming after us, you know, and then I came home and I, I thought to myself, maybe that was Bob Arian, you know? It just, it's it's crazy. I mean, it, it just sounded like it was it was truly, truly a, a magical night. Uh, always a no, good time. No, definitely, you, you, guys, you guys have to check this out. Um, what do you call it? Your buddy Anthony Dave was talking about how he wants to come and see the wrestlers. Man, if he could come and see these guys and spend time with these guys, they're all great guys. Um, and uh, I and same thing to you, um, Ken. I know you were busy, but you guys were busy for a good cause, man. You guys were busy getting ready for uh, for the AW, uh, AWA, yeah, IWA stuff. I mean, I, IWA, sorry, IWF. Stuff. Yeah, thank you. That too. You guys are getting ready for that, and Michelle, the D, uh, Steve and Michelle's um, debut. So, so you know that you guys have a lot cooking and a lot going on. But you know what? I want. I'm gonna have Steve and Michelle. I want her on my show. Um, I'm booking my show. So, Michelle, 
Steve, if you listen, I want you on my show because I want to hear your wrestling experiences from you. Dave, I'll have you on my show anytime. I'll, I'll hit you up um, because it's gonna. I'm just gonna do like I said. It's not live, so I can record it at any time. Ken, you're welcome too. We're gonna get the word out, and we're gonna kick. Uh, we're gonna take this. I'm sorry to you, Steve Austin, for uh, off. I'm trying to sorry to you to the his uh, stuff, but we're gonna take it by storm. That's all I can say. Oh, and one more thing. They have one more thing. Wait, wait, one more thing. They have, I got to do this. They have, when you go to these these shows, it's an old-fashioned feel. They have an in-ring, they have a promo announcer. Her name is Tracy Bosquez, or Tracy Hurley Bosquez. She is an interviewer. They have it live right as you're watching wrestling. It is unbelievable. So you guys have to check out Pro Wrestling Magic. Check out the podcast, the wrestling stuff that's coming on. Check it all out. Watch CM Punk. Don't watch CM Punk. It's what you like. It's what you don't like. That's why we're wrestling fans. And uh, thank you guys for tonight. And oh, by the way, Ken, I got a question for you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just oh hanging tough. Are you tough enough? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy. All right. And, and, and uh, Dave, I'm like, oh, sorry, yeah. you can't get rid of me, my buddy. So uh, I, I expect this, the, to hear from you on my show. Mike Ferraro speaks because Mike Ferraro is like Rowdy Rowdy Piper. We're going to speak. Okay, buddy? Yeah, I'll no, talk no, to you no soon. kidding. Yeah. Thanks a lot. You got Thanks. Talk Thank, to you. Thank you. Goodbye. And there you have it, uh, from the wonderful world. <laughs> you would think he's got his own show, he could talk, but he wastes more time talking on our stuff. <laughs> that's they gonna gave be, him a show. That's going to be the, the telltale sign. It's going to be like, it's, it, what, what's longer, his show or his calls to our show? Remains yeah. to be seen, but funny stuff. If you want to anyway. hear the rest of what I'm going to say, I'm going to call into the Ken Reedy show in about an hour and a half, and you can hear the rest <laughs> of his show on the Ken Reedy show. It'll be like, yeah, it'll be like a sequel. But it's very cool. If he brings more listeners in, so be it. But, like, you know, there's one thing I want to talk about. With You know, we're, we're hitting CM Punk, and we're talking, you know, and, and our outrage. And, and you know, I, I look, maybe he's, he's doing it. I think he's going about it the wrong way. If he's going about it, uh, with uh, you know, to get some extra publicity, to be a, a real-life heel, so to speak, uh, you know, whatever. But, you know, someone, you know, it is funny that, that sometimes, sometimes, especially when it comes to MMA, as, as a, you know, real fighting, that uh, sometimes people really don't need to uh, resort to childish games and trolling the Internet. Sometimes uh, there are MMA fighters out there that just make a name from their, for themselves by just being an absolute badass and just being really, really good at that sport. And uh, one such individual uh, who could probably take CM Punk uh, is Ronda Rousey, who, uh, you know, we ran short on time last week and, uh, you know, want to talk a little bit about her involvement uh, in in WrestleMania. And uh, it's been intriguing that this is, like, you know, with, I mean, Ronda Rousey, to me, it's great. She's, like, the baddest woman on the planet, uh, She's incredible in the octagon, involved in WrestleMania. Um, and, and as big a deal as I think that is for the WWE and, and, and you know, perhaps uh, mixing the worlds of uh, 
pro wrestling and MMA in a positive way. Um, I, I think it's the tip of the iceberg as far as where the WWE is going and where perhaps wrestling is going as far as mainstream media attention. And, you know, Ronda Rousey aside, you had Brock Lesnar making his announcement uh, to, to remain with the WWE on ESPN. And you also had, which shocked me, but we're in the bar after WrestleMania, hanging out, talking about Mania and everything. I look up at the TV, and there's WrestleMania coverage on SportsCenter. I was floored. I was shocked. Um, because of the F word that we were talking about in reference to CM Punk, you know, you didn't really see mainstream sports outlets cover wrestling uh, and cover wrestling in that formal way. You know, you've seen it. You know, there are a lot of, like, you know, ESPN hosts, um, you know, Morning Men, those guys are wrestling fans. So every so often they'll talk wrestling, there'll be wrestling references. But it's not like they're really covering wrestling. Uh, to, re- to have Ronda Rousey involved, to have a Brock Lesnar making his big announcement on ESPN, to have SportsCenter covering WrestleMania, it's, it's an intriguing time right now uh, to see where uh, the WWE might be going as far as perhaps blurring the lines and uh, looking at some mainstream media attention and, and where they're going to go Ronda Rousey, Dave. It was beautifully done as far as the Lesnar thing goes and his announcement on Sports Center and uh, just uh, you know overall the, the the week heading into WrestleMania you know there was a ton of coverage on ESPN a ton of coverage Spot Fox Sports had had some articles and some interviews with some of the guys I mean you know they don't consider it an actual sport but they consider those guys athletes and that's what I think they were trying to 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 cover here is that these guys are athletes these guys you know put their bodies on the line, and but they, it takes an athletic person to do what they do with that line of work. So I think that's why ESPN covered it, and plus it's also entertainment, too. ESPN's trying to broaden their, 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 uh, their, their audience and going towards wrestling fans who, for the most part, want mainstream media and want the regular person to see pro wrestling as something is informed in the form of a you know, legitimate. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't yearn for the public and for for mainstream media to acknowledge pro wrestling as a as a legitimate sport. But they want people to take it seriously. And ESPN, by you know, using Lesnar's announcement and having other guys on. You know, Hogan was on. I think Sports Nation with Michelle Beadle. Same thing. Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, a lot of the talent were were on ESPN days leading up to WrestleMania. Had that like Super Bowl coverage feel to it. Um, that's exactly what I think a lot of fans have wanted from just mainstream media and regular people in general to at least just take it seriously that, like, yes, there's theatrics involved. Yes, there's entertainment. But these guys are real athletes, and it takes real athletes to do what they do, and they should be respected. And I think that's what most of the fans wanted. Um, the Rousey situation, man, a lot. Let me tell you, when I watched that, you know, I'm sure that you know the, the, the you you being in that stadium, the place popped huge. But when I watched, it, I was like, man. First thing I said was, they're already setting up next year. They're already setting up WrestleMania for next year. And I think Ronda Rousey, whether she's involved in a match or whether she's just making an appearance, her presence at WrestleMania in a WWE ring, I think personally, 
will be one of the key factors into helping set the attendance record that they want to break, you know, with WrestleMania. They want to break an attendance record. They want to break WrestleMania WrestleMania 3. And, you know, they that WWE is big on that. They're all about that. Whether some of those attendances are true or not, that's their goal is to break attendance records and get the you know as many people watching their show as they possibly can and wrestlemania is their big show and by having ronda rousey who's very popular who quite honestly in my opinion is the face of mixed martial arts in terms of you know overall just for men and women she's the most popular person you know in that sport in that genre and having her a part of it she's at the peak of her popularity and the casual fans they just like girls that can kick ass mainly men they love girls that can kick ass and she's one of those people that fits that type you put her in wwe and the entertainment aspect to it i mean you got in my opinion a total package now as far as her being involved in a match or an angle you know there's been discussions about possibly her being in a one-on-one match with stephanie possibly being a mixed tag with her and the rock against triple h and stephanie um you know, her agent has shot down the rumors that she'll be involved in a match. A lot of people are saying that WWE seems to think she will be involved in a match. Um, it's really up to UFC and the contract that she's under with, you know, uh, the, uh, the the you know Dana White and that and that organization. So it's really their call. That's a big investment that they're letting get potentially hurt in in pro wrestling. So um, you know, there's going to be a lot of a lot of angling and maneuvering to see what kind of involvement she's going to have. Um, but they definitely made the right choice by setting that angle up at WrestleMania. A lot of people watched it, and a lot of people might watch next year to tune in to see if there's going to be more of a payoff with her and Stephanie. Um, but if you think about it at the same time, there's not a lot of fans that would take a match with her and Stephanie one-on-one seriously. Now, Stephanie's a great entertainer. She's a McMahon. And for the most part, when her father, Vince, got involved in matches with Austin and Hogan and Undertaker, you knew that the outcome that he was going to get his ass kicked and he was, for the most part, going to lose. But it was going to be an entertaining match. And I think Stephanie could do that. You have a few divas do a run-in, give them kind of a rub, getting involved with Rousey. But for the most part, Rousey's the one that goes over and goes over decisively. Um, that, that, to me, is what would make... Um, the experience for both sides, you know, beneficial. You know, UFC won't have to worry about Rousey getting seriously hurt and coming out on the losing end of a predetermined, you know, re- you know, wrestling match. And Stephanie McMahon, she can always bounce back from something like that. But at the same time, the mixed tag match sounds pretty intriguing too, with having you know both sides, you know, you know, with a guy and a girl on each side. So, whatever the case is. Whether it's a match, whether it's an angle, whether it's you know Rousey being in the Rock's corner, an appearance by her at WrestleMania, I think will help break an attendance record next year, among other things that we could discuss as the year goes on, heading into next year's WrestleMania. But I think it's great yeah. for both sides. And I think that's what we're going to see a lot this year is is you know the WWE really going for that attendance record. I, I mean it's 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 a slam dunk on the WWE's part and. Uh, you know, who knows what, what the contract situation... I'm not... You know, I don't know what Ronda Rousey's contract situation is, but, uh, I mean, who knows where she's going to go with her career, and, and uh, you know, maybe she 
there's no more challenges in UFC, and, and the WWE is able to lure her away, and, and she winds up being a WWE talent. I mean, who knows uh, what could happen down the road uh, with Ronda Rousey. Um, but, I mean, I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, I, I'm not a big fan of people saying someone is the greatest of all time in anything. Like, you know, I, I'm like an old school guy. Like, it's tough for me to look at, like, newer athletes, young, and just, when when all time comes up, like, I, I always, like, I hedge a bit. Um, when it comes to Ronda Rousey, uh, we may be definitively looking at the greatest female athlete um, in the history of sports, and, and I don't really think that's an exaggeration, um, with no disrespect to, uh, you know, people like, you know, athletes like the, the Venus, uh, the Venus sisters, the Williams sisters, uh, going, you know, the tremendous athletes, um, you know, and I know that the, the, the uh, you know, MMA, obviously, the, that, uh, that sport is, is a lot younger than other sports, and, uh, you know, you have the WNBA, the, the, I digress, um, I just I went out to see her last fight, and not only the way she dominated, but the fact that she was able to. I mean, everyone was there to see her, and this bar was packed, absolutely packed to watch this fight, and the bar went nuts when she won. Um, I can't think of any female athlete ever who could do that. Um, period. And with where she's going, she's got, you know, now she's involved in wrestling. She's, she's going to be in movies. Um, you know, the sky's the limit. I mean, you're talking about a, an absolute multimedia superstar. And for the WWE to, to latch themselves to that bandwagon uh, is smart. It's, it's a very smart thing to do. Um, you know, it remains to be seen. I think, you know, like you said, Dave, I mean, any sort of involvement with her um, works. Her being there in some way, shape, or form works. And, yeah, I mean, if she's in a match, you know, it's tough, you know, believability-wise if she's in a match with uh, Stephanie. But like you said, maybe another diva gets involved. Uh, you know, maybe she's blindsided at some point, which helps Stephanie get in some offense. Uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? But, uh it's just intriguing, and, and it's it's interesting now how, like, you know, that, that MMA, WWE world, uh, you know, two worlds kind of colliding, and as, you know, bringing it back to the CM Punk thing, I mean, you got Punk pissing and moaning about wrestling, now going to MMA, saying this is where the real fighting uh, takes place. You got a Brock Lesnar who, you know, was in wrestling, went to MMA, back to wrestling, toyed with going back to MMA, ultimately decided to stay with the WWE. And then you got Ronda Rousey that's kind of straddling both worlds, primarily an MMA superstar, um, but kind of getting involved in the WWE. And you said, I mean, and in all honesty, Dave, uh, you know, and this is why I don't know if this is an exaggeration. I mean, maybe you can make the case for the Williams sisters that maybe – Tennis was really being marketed through them, at least for a period of time. But right now, I mean, for Ronda Rousey, I think you're right. The, the sport as a whole, MMA, Ronda Rousey is, is the face of the sport. And it's, uh, it's impressive uh, what she's doing as, as, you know, and I know I keep saying female, and I don't mean any disrespect, but uh, as an athlete in general. And, uh, you know, it should be interesting to see uh, what the WWE does 
uh, over the course of the year to, to garner more and more attention to fill up that stadium, Ronda Rousey's definitely a good start, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing, too, that I think is a big – it really helps with, um, you know, her popularity and her appeal is the fact that, you know, and I hate to, you know, harp on the fact that, you know, she's a female, but she's a female in a male-dominated combat fighting sport, and she's pioneering the female end of it. You know what I mean? She's making it, you know, she's making it even more popular, you know, because not, not to not – to, not to say that I that 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 I'm an expert at this and I would know because I certainly am not, but part of me thinks that like, yes, MMA is very popular, you know, and it's and it's and, and it is grown in the past decade or so, okay? But to me, like, I've watched a lot of MMA fights and a lot of them are pretty much the same, you know, and I felt like in the past couple of years, MMA really hasn't evolved. Um, and I think by adding and allowing women to fight, they've kind of, I wouldn't say added life support to the, you know, to, to their cause, but it's made, it's, it's sparked more interest in people watching. So, um, I think the fans, her appeal is that they admire the fact that she's like, you know, leading the charge for women in mixed martial arts and she's kicking ass and she's doing it better than the guys. You know, in some respect. So, I think that's where her where her appeal is, and where people seem to to uh, you know uh, you know gravitate towards her when they watch her fights. Well, she. I mean, honestly, she and and someone put this up on Facebook, and I was thinking the same thing. And I think she's the Mike Tyson of MMA right now. I mean, yeah, she's, absolutely. She's someone like it's like she's an adult playing with children. Um, you know, she's just that much better uh, than her feel, you know, and, and, you know, the greats like her, you know, and you can even tell when she's in the octagon, it's like the greats in any sport, it's almost like everything, everything just slows down. Um, you know, it's like everybody, everything's in slow motion and, and just how calmly she won her last fight in whatever it was, 14 seconds. It didn't even seem like it was that long. Um, it's just phenomenal what she, she's done. So, uh, it's, I mean, it, it it should be a very interesting year, to say the least, as far as, you know, as we go forward and see what the WWE is going to do um, building this year. Um, you know, I think it, it's going to be... I mean, I was actually surprised the Raw after WrestleMania. We didn't get some sort of uh, match for next year or hint for some, you know, that, like, you know, next year we're going to do this... Uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised too. I still think we're going to get some hints uh, early on. Um, you know, I, I but it, 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 it's been interesting. I mean, I think the WWE gave us a really great, a great WrestleMania. Um, it, it was a good uh, Monday Night Raw the night after. To me, yeah, you know, Raw kind of dragged for me a bit last week, and then you start to wonder, you know. Where's the momentum? I mean, I'll take it. I guess, you know, lackluster Raws, you give us a kick-ass WrestleMania. I get it. But when you're watching week in and week out, um, I still am at the point where, uh, I don't know, so far 2015 has not been a, like a stellar year for Monday Night Raws, uh, so to speak. Um, tonight, I'm liking the, uh, the open challenge that Cena's bringing to the U.S. title. Um, so we're going to see some more of that uh, I, I, as far as WWE.com. Um, 
Raw is going to open uh, with a open with the open challenge. So we'll see what happens. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I I want to see more out of uh, you know our Monday Night Raws and and more you know excitement. Uh, uh, hopefully, we get a good Raw tonight. Um, what are you hoping to see at a, at a Monday Night Raw going into tonight, Dave? Well, you know, I, I'll, let me just touch on this real quickly. Three-hour Raws, in my opinion, I've, I've come to the conclusion that, you know, they should just be like a special three-hour Raw, like like they used to be, you know, where, where we would look forward to three-hour Raws. Like when we did, when you and I did a, a, one of our very first Monday night shows, when we were originally doing Sundays, we did a Monday pregame to the 1,000th episode of Raw, which was three hours, and it was a... It was, a, it was a fantastic show, our show and theirs. <laughs> okay, and I, I think three hours is just too much. There's too much filler. There's, there's, there's too many replays of stuff that happened an hour and a half, two hours before. Um, you know, I, or I'm, or I'm moments ago. Yeah, exactly. Or moments ago. If you didn't, it, you know, it's almost like they feel like that they need to remind you of what happened. You know, two, you know, three or four minutes prior. It just, it just doesn't, you know. I don't know. I wouldn't say it doesn't make sense, but it's just it's, a, it's kind of annoying. Um, as far as the night after WrestleMania goes, that Raw, um, the first hour, first hour and even the second hour were pretty good. But once that third hour came, I was like, man, I don't want to be you know in that arena, you know, with those fans and the way they chant and you know, they, they, if, especially with the way the show's going. If it comes across like this on TV. And, and how they're reacting, like I can just only imagine what it's like being in the arena. I kind of felt that some of the segments were, were, were should have been placed differently. Like to be honest with you, I would have ended Raw with what Lesnar did to all those guys, with like the announcers and the cameraman, and you know, end it with like Stephanie suspending him, and then Lesnar kind of walking out, and they, they follow Lesnar and, and Heyman leaving the building, and then the cameras fade to black, and that's the end of it. And then you got to tune in next week. Would have done that instead. I thought it would have been, been a better way to hook you uh, for, for Raw. As far as what I'm looking forward to tonight, I like the Cena open challenge thing, defending the title every week. It kind of makes it important. It kind of reminds me of when, like, you know, in, in WCW, the, the TV title was defended on every TV show. Like, I thought it was pretty... But I, I like that. He had a great match with Stardust last week. Um, I like how they're building more importance back to the mid-card championships. And, uh, you know, overall, um, I, I look forward to that, that, that sort of stuff. And I'm looking forward to seeing... What else Seth Rollins has in this title run? Because I, I, he came off really hot as the Money in the Bank winner, and now it just kind of seems like, well, he's just, I don't know, like everybody else in the roster, like every other champion. Like, come on, give me something different. Yeah, and it's interesting, and, and I'm really, you know, it's a good point. I'm really curious to see how this reign plays out because it, it's an interesting prospect that, you know, right now in the WWE. You have two very established stars with the secondary titles, and you have a question mark essentially with with the WWE title. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, we're we're big Rollins fans here. Uh, you know, on the show, one wrestler of the year last year, so we're high on him. Um, but it's a tough position for Rollins to be in, where you got you know two established stars kind of underneath you. Uh, it's a high pressure position. Um, and like you said, I want to I want to see something different out of him. I want to see a uh, you know a substantial run, and it doesn't need to be a long run, but I want it to be a good run. And uh, curious to see exactly uh, what we get out of Rollins moving forward as we get set for uh, Extreme Rules. Um, 
You know, again, I don't know, and I know we we talk about it a lot on this show, but I just, uh, I don't know, man. Like the 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 three hours just it really really hurts Monday Night Raw. It, I just can't stress it enough. And and there are those nights like, yeah, like the Monday after WrestleMania, like it was, and it was hot. It was a hot show, and that last hour dragged. And and you know, it, and it's one of those things. Like I mean, it's got to be tough to write three hours every week. Um. I just like I said, I just feel like this year so far it hasn't been the best year for Monday Night Raws. And uh, you know, we got about two minutes left, Dave. And, and this is something I got to talk about. It's it, brief. I got you know maybe not the braids and the beard. He's getting a lot of flack. I kind of dig Sheamus's new look. It's it's a badass old school Celtic warrior. You know, I mean that's what he's supposed to be. Viking. Mad Max mutant badass kind of vibe. I I don't know. I kind of dig it. I mean, fans are always clamoring like, give us something different. Do something. They they changed up his character. He's a heel. It's a it's a new look. I don't know. Like I I'm kind of digging it right now. I dig everything about the look except for the braids and the beard. Other than that, <laughs> there you like, go. Uh, I'm liking the mohawk. I like the entrance. I like the new music. The new music yeah, the has very awesome. like. The new music has, like, very, like, old-school, like, demonic, Irish, like, IRA, you know? Like, it's just got that kind of feel to it. I mean, you and I have watched Sons of Anarchy, so it's kind of got that, like, you yeah. know, that very, like, like dark and demonic, you know, old Irish badass to it. And it, and it fits in perfect. The entrance is great. Like, I, I, I like the, the, the transformation he's made. Other than the, you know, the, the, the dreadlocks on his face, I'm cool with everything else. Yeah, it's just weird, man. I mean, you know, it, it's it's funny because some people like clamor for, you know, oh, please do something different, please do something different, and then they do something different. It's like, oh, we don't like that different. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of like it. He's just a, a a badass now. He's just, I mean, I wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley. He's needed that for a long time. Like, he's needed that. He was, you know, the, the, the poster boy for the Be A Star rally and, he was like the Irish version of John Cena with the corny joke. Yeah, kind of needed this makeover for a while. And I, again, I, I like it. I mean, we'll see what what happens. And uh, you know, it's just about that time for Monday Night Raw. Thank you all for tuning in tonight for the Ken Reedy Show. We'll be back again next week, six thirty to eight o'clock Monday. Check out sixteen forty PWPR. You can download this show and other shows. Best pro wrestling podcast right there. Your one stop shopping. Over there on iTunes, check that out. For Dave, I'm Ken. Enjoy Monday Night Raw. Head over to the Facebook for the chat. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.